it's been a fucking minute. I think literally the last time I posted an episode was like July or August, and for that, I'm so fucking sorry. I honestly have no excuse. I've just been honestly working a lot, like trying to stay focused and get in my bag, and it's hard. It's definitely hard, but I definitely missed you guys, and I'm back, so no worries. Um, I was so mad because it's literally like the fucking end of October now, and I literally told myself, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get on and post all these like crazy spooky episodes, and then I don't know, life happens and you don't do that, and here it is the end of October, and I'm like, fuck, I had so many cool things that I was planning on doing, and it just did not happen so anyways it's fine because I still have all of those things planned and the good thing about I guess having a true crime weird spooky podcast is that we don't have to wait until just October to do those episodes so yeah hi I miss you guys I hope everybody listening has been doing well like I said I've just been working honestly quite a bit I've been trying to do a lot of overtime just you know how it is in corporate America, so you have to do what you gotta do to get the promotion, the pay raise, you guys know how it is, it's a cycle, but yeah, I'm trying to think, oh, I went to Florida while I was gone, I went for my little sister's birthday, I got to do that for like, I don't know, it wasn't a week, I don't think a full week, I think like five days I went for, and it was really good, I got to see my family, and like I said, be there for my little sister's birthday party and get her like some gifts and watch her open them. So yeah, it was really nice. And I, I know they were all happy that I got to be there. So it was so crazy because I like went to Florida and then like literally the day after I left, all the hurricane weather came in. And like, honestly, like if you're listening and you're from, from like Florida or the South at all, you know how it is. Like hurricanes are kind of just like, we just roll with it, you know, like whatever happens, happens, we know we're about to have a couple days off of work, the bridges are about to be closed, whatever, but, so I came back to, like, Colorado, and everybody was like, oh my gosh, is your family okay, and I was like, girl, yeah, they're not worried about that, (laughs) like, like, the whole week off of work, so, but yeah, it was cool to be there, and I got some tattoos while I was there. You guys know my artist is there, so, yeah, I got two tattoos. I got one on my elbow, which let me tell you guys, I know tattoos are different like placement wise for everybody, like pain and placement wise when you get one, but the elbow mm, would not recommend, literally would not recommend. I did that first and then I did another one on like the other side of my arm. Um, and I did the elbow first cause I was like, I don't know if I do this last, like I'm probably not going to make it through the whole thing and I'm glad I did. So by the time I got to the other one, like I literally didn't even feel it because my elbow, I was literally like in so much pain for like literally the next probably four days. I got, I went home back to my dad's house, my back to my dad's house after that and just like passed the fuck out. So, but yeah, so it was fun to be there um for a couple days I definitely want to go back again soon it had been like over a year since the last time I'd been so I think you know every six months or so for me is good to go back and just kind of refresh and see everyone but yeah I had a good time um had a layover at the fucking Dallas airport don't ever want to go back there again you land and it takes you like 20 minutes to get up to the fucking gate and like yeah so I don't know I think it's always interesting like when you're traveling like a lot of the airports I like and a lot of them I'm just like oh god I'll make sure I never have a fucking leg over here again 
Like the Atlanta airport, I don't mind so much because I feel like I've been there, like been through there so many times, especially like, you know, being from fucking Florida. I feel like any layover you have <laughs> leaving Florida probably goes through Atlanta. So yeah, that one I don't mind. A lot of them I don't mind. I like the Denver airport. I like the Chicago airport. I like the Miami airport. All of them, but I don't know. Not Dallas. Not Dallas. They do have a Whataburger in their airport though. I didn't get it, but they do have one there. <laughs> But yeah, so working, went to Florida, hurricane season, sister's birthday, yeah, all that fun stuff. But yeah, so now I'm back and I got back from Florida and I've just been focusing on, you know, being at work and you guys know I work from home, but I've actually been like going into the office for like the last month, I want to say, like pretty much since I got back from Florida, just to kind of help with like training and stuff, like which has been obviously good for me because I get to help out I get to hands-on help train and also like it makes me look good so I'm kind of just like rolling with the punches there but it's starting to get cold here in Colorado especially like this last week um it's been like way cooler there's some snow one day which I'm still not quite sure how I feel about the snow to be honest with you guys like I feel like it's really pretty to look at but like I don't know I think I'll feel differently this year now that I work from home about it. But anyways, yeah, so I've just been doing, like, some fall things. Like, since I've been back from Florida, I've been drinking some apple cider and, like, watching scary movies and obviously, like, being from the South, like, football is, like, a big thing we do in the fall. So watching a lot of football, college and NFL, college and NFL. But yeah, I'm happy to be back. We're definitely going to push some episodes out here, some Reddit threads. I know you guys miss the Reddit threads. A lot of you reached out to me and we were like, we miss you. Like, when are you going to drop another episode? But I'm back. No worries. I'm never not going to drop another episode. (laughs) So as always, if you guys have any suggestions for any spooky stories, even if it's not October, please send them my way. Um... I had some cool merch ideas for October, too, and then, ugh, it just didn't happen. None of it happened the way I expected or planned for it, too, but it's fine. That's just the way life goes sometimes when you're fucking rolling with it. TV shows. I'm trying to think what I've been watching. I've been watching so many TV shows. Like, you guys know already that I watched The House of Dragons. That was fantastic. I'm so sad it was only 10 episodes, though. Like, I mean, I kind of figured it would be. But I don't know. When you're, like, really into a show, you, like, wish it was, like, 20 fucking episodes. But it was fantastic. I thought it was just all around 10 out of 10. (laughs) And I'm so sad that it's over. Literally, like, on Sunday nights, that was, like, my thing. I would, like, clean the kitchen, like, pick up a little bit, get ready for the week. And then I would sit down and, like, watch House of Dragons. And, ugh, just made my weeks better. But it's okay. It's okay. We still have Game of Thrones that I can go back and watch whenever I want. I was talking to my coworker about that the other day, and she was like, I'm not even kidding you. I've literally rewatched Game of Thrones like eight times. That's what she told me. And she was like, and I've read the books multiple times. And I was like, damn, I feel you. Like, when you find a series that you, like, really like, and don't get me wrong, I love Game of Thrones, but I did not read the books. I just really like, you know, I look it all up so I can understand mentally. I'm, like, literally on Google scrolling through the articles, like, okay, Who's related to who? Who's married to who? Let's break down this family fucking bloodline. <laughs> like, who's... Okay, Varlarians, Targaryens. Like, let's fucking get it. Whatever. So, but it's... I've never read the books. But when you do find a series that you like, like, it's just so funny because you do. Like, you absolutely would read it, like, multiple times or watch the movies multiple times or whatever. That was me with, like, Harry Potter 
in Hunger Games and Divergent. <laughs> those are like my three series that I still now would read those books. But I do think that I want to read the Game of Thrones books because I feel like they're, I don't know, I feel like they're really good. And more descriptive, probably. Like, obviously, the TV show's great. Like, they fucking murdered that. But I'm just saying in general. Like, in the same thing. Oh, you guys know what I've been watching? I forgot to say this. So, another series that I've never read, but I just finished the first season of, was the the Lord of the Rings show. What's it called? Like, the Ring of Powers or whatever. I just finished that last night. And I honestly, like, again, I'm still going to have to look more stuff up on it like I did with Game of Thrones. But I actually really liked it. Like, I thought it was shot well. I thought the actors did a great job. Um, I don't, I think they changed some stuff in the storyline cause I saw some people on Twitter talking about it, but anyways, I thought it was great. That's another one I'll have to look more into, but yeah. So if you guys haven't already watched like the ring of powers or especially house of the dragons, um, house of dragons is on HBO max. And I think like the Lord of the Rings shows on Amazon only, I don't know, but you know, they have like all those little soap today websites or whatever. You guys know how it is anyways, but yeah, watch both of those. Those are really good. Um, I've been watching The Bachelorette. I watched that while I was out, you know, the show. And then now Bachelor in Paradise is on. And as usual, messy, the reality TV that I need for the week. Like, I don't really watch a lot of reality show. That's the, like, that's the one I'm stuck with probably for like the last 10 years. My aunt got me stuck on that show like years ago. And I just, that's the only reality show I really watch. I can keep up with all the other ones. Like, I watched some Love Island and, like, the Too Hot to Handle, but I don't know. The Bachelor is the one that I pretty much stick to, so I've been watching that. That comes on on, like, Mondays and Tuesdays. But, yeah. Oh, and then I started the Dahmer show as well. I started that when I was in Florida. <laughs> I was at my dad's house by myself, and I started the first episode. And you guys know, I've talked about this before in here, but I love Evan Peters. Like, you know, American Horror Story. I was watching Evan Peters back in the day on Sleepover and, like, all of that. So I was really excited, to, like, to see how he, like, portrayed this character, obviously. That is just a terrible storyline. But I think he did a fantastic job. I haven't finished it. <laughs> I stopped, like I said. But when I was at my dad's house, I started the first episode. And I got, like, ten minutes in. And I'm not kidding you. I was, like, so, like, a little freaked out. And I was watching by myself and nobody was there. I, like, turned it off. I was, like, low-key kind of freaked out. I was, like, okay, I think he's playing his role a little too well for me to be watching this um, in a house by myself in the dark right now at 2 a.m. So I turned it off. And then I started it again and got to, like, the fourth episode. But I need to go back and finish it. I've been watching a lot of other shit. House of Dragons, like, really took me off. I was like, I really need to focus on this, like, on some nerdy-ass shit. I was, like, looking up, like, all this shit about the dragons, too. I was like, okay, who's the most powerful dragon? Who's the strongest? Some fucking, literally, some geek shit. <laughs> but it's fine. It was really good. But, yeah, so working, Florida trip, watching TV shows, but I'm back. We are here. I hope, again, all of you listening have been doing well. Um, I hope that you're having a fun Halloween weekend. Hopefully I got a couple episodes out this weekend, but we'll see if I just stay focused, focused. <laughs> but today's episode, the last episode we did was a case. So today's episode, I did find some like crazy Reddit threads that I wanted to get into. I saved a couple of them. Like one night I was just home and I was like scrolling through Reddit for like two hours and I like saved a bunch of like crazy shit. So the one I have today, let me pull it up on my phone. Always prepared, you guys know me. 
Okay, so this one is mortician. <clears throat> this one is morticians of Reddit. What is the most bizarre slash uncomfortable slash creepy etc. case or situation you've had to deal with? So we're just gonna read through the thread and just I don't know. I read this a couple weeks ago, so you guys know how it is. I like save these and then in a couple weeks I come in here and read them, so I never remember what's on here. But I always save it for a reason, you know. So anyways, let's go. Let's get it popping. Death Frisbee 2000 said, A writing professor of mine used to work in a small town journalism and decided to interview some folks from the local retirement home to get a close-up view of his town's history. One of his interviews was an ancient retired mortician who told him a rather interesting story. Shortly before 1920, two teens were going to a school dance in a blizzard. The carriage they had taken got stranded and the boy went for help. The girl, unfortunately, froze to death in the carriage in an upright seated position. Apparently, the mortician had to sit her in a rocking chair in front of the fire to thaw her out before he could go about his usual business. Whew, that's crazy. <laughs> and then some of the comments on here. That could be a scene in a movie. What a mental picture. Thanks for sharing. And then somebody said, and the melting caused the weight to shift and occasionally made the chair rock back and forth, the creaking of the old wooden chair echoing throughout the cold mortuary. Drip, drip, drip. Oh, that's creepy. I could never be a mortician. Like, I always thought that. I was like, I could never fucking do that. Like, that would literally terrify me. Like, anything with, like, I don't know. I used to always think, like, oh, I want to be, like, a crime scene investigator and then the older I got I was like fuck that you know what I mean like I like to hear about it and like listen to it from afar but I could never be like on the scene like oh my fucking god the things that those people have probably seen literally if you're listening send in some stories as well literally what the fuck this one was kind of crazy but also like kind of wow okay so this one says this is smut 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 is the reddit username so it said, I had never been in the room with death until my infant daughter passed away last weekend. She had a brain issue, expected death at home. She died quite suddenly. Okay, if you guys can... If you guys can hear that bell in the background, don't worry. It's just a fucking old church that's around here. I'm so sorry if you can hear that. Anyway, so she died quite suddenly, and I always heard that bodies can move and breathe air after death. I was holding her. She had stopped breathing, and she had no heartbeat. We had a stethoscope handy because she was on a feeding tube and we had to check placement. Suddenly, she started gasping. She started doing agonal breathing, a complete last-ditch brainstem reflex to revive herself. I thought it was just gas at first. Then she kept doing it. After about five minutes of being dead and blue without breathing or a heartbeat, she brought herself back completely, pinked right up, normal heart rate. It was the most incredible and shocking and awful thing I've ever seen in my life. I wish someone had warned me that this was possible. When the hospice nurse got there, she said that dying infants often practice death and die several times. Our daughter incurred some brain damage. Oh my gosh. Literally, why is it so hor- I cannot win. Do you guys see what happens? I sit down to record this episode and there's all kind of fucking background noise. They want to be featured so bad. Just kidding. 
Okay, let's try this again. So I wish that someone had warned me that this was possible. When the hospital nurse got when the hospice nurse got there, she said that dying infants often practice death and die several times. Our daughter incurred some brain damage from this, not that it was an issue in our case. She ended up dying and reviving herself with breathing more than one time and she finally before she finally passed. The process took eight hours. Now that I've seen someone die and come back, I fully understand why people created zombie mythology and otherwise invented paranormal explanations for these things. I saw this with my own eyes, and I still don't believe it. That's crazy. That made me cry almost when I read it. Not just now, but like a couple weeks ago. I forgot about that. But yeah, that's insane. Like, it really is insane, like what the human body can do. And like, ooh, that's crazy. Imagine seeing that happen with your infant. That's so sad. Before she finally passed for eight hours, she had to watch that. Oh, that's so terrible. Okay, somebody with a deleted username said, Uncomfortable being trapped in the morgue alone during a hurricane. Our morgue was basically in a basement-type situation, and the hospital was near a main waterway that flooded. I had to move all the bodies to the highest cabinets, pray the generators would keep everyone cold, and was standing on my desk for about two hours when someone finally came for me. Bizarre would be a guy who was DOA and once locked up in the cabinet. A tapping noise started coming from him. It was a <laughs> it was a crab that had made himself at home inside him, and when it got cold, he wanted out. Creepy was when we got some people who were doing bath salts and had eaten other people. They looked crazy even in death. The reason I saved this one is because the first comment on it says, from your stories, I am deriving that you were from Florida. And they said, indeed, I've seen many a Florida man's corpse. <laughs> like, that's crazy. The bath salt thing, yeah. <sighs> we don't claim them. <laughs> we don't claim that. <laughs> that's insane, though. That dude had a crab inside him and was trying to get himself out. That'd be crazy to be working in a morgue and hear something tapping and you're like, oh, no. See, no, I'm not checking shit. I'm fucking out of there. <laughs> like... I don't give a fuck what time I shift is over. <laughs> I am out. This is from Cylons in a Police Box is the Reddit username. This one says, not a mortician. This comes from my mother back when she was a teenager. A guy she knows takes a job with the local funeral home. He works the graveyard shift and all was well for the first few months. Dude is often weirded out at work, claims that the building is haunted. Earlier in the evening, they get a call from the hospital saying that they have a lady there ready for pickup. They pick her up. The guy is freaking out and says he has a bad feeling. Later in the evening, the mortician has to step out for a bit, leaving the guy there alone with the dead lady. He goes about his work, still a little freaked out. Suddenly, he hears this low, soft moan. He swears it is just his mind playing tricks on him, goes about his business. He hears it again a little louder than the last time. It is late. He's alone. He is just hearing things. Probably just the pipe settling. The plumbing is old after all. Shortly time passes and it's louder. And at this point, he is sure he isn't just imagining things. He knows he heard the dead lady moan. He first thought this was he first thought that this was the mortician fucking with him. He had been shaking all he had been shaken all evening and this asshole's pranking him. He marches over, very funny, you dick, yanks back the sheet covering the dead lady, expecting to find the mortician so somewhere around her. The dead lady grabs the guy's wrist. 
He lets out this scream and boots for the door, forgets his car and runs all the way home. (laughs) Turns out old lady wasn't dead. Hospital got it wrong. Hooray, 1950s medicine. She had been in a coma or something and they had been sure she had passed on earlier that morning. She woke up at the funeral home and scared the ever-loving hell out of the assistant. He quit the next day and said he would never set foot there ever again. (laughs) Yeah, me either. I don't blame him for that. Fuck that. The hooray 1950 medicine has me dead. That's so funny. They were like, okay, well, I don't know. Her pulse is a little too slow, so we guess she's dead. Send her. Send her on. That is so funny. I would never fucking go back either. Ugh. I would never want to work there. That is so crazy. There really is. Like, you know how people say, like, oh, well, certain people are made to do certain things. I guess that's how you feel about that job, because I don't know why in the fuck you would do that if, like, ugh, unless, like, things like that just don't bother you and you're just, I don't know. More power to you if you are a mortician. More power to you. Could not be me. Could not be me. So Blorf Monger is the username here, and it says, Do morticians ever sit around a body while eating a big sandwich like they always seem to do in movies slash TV shows? And Sixth Fleet Admiral, the Reddit username, says, Growing up in the 1960s, my uncle owned a funeral home. I worked there from about age 13 until I went to college. He used to eat in the embalming room all the time. (laughs) Fuck that! Oh my god, that's so... (laughs) No, no thank you. No thank you. Okay, this one is from Ayland Girl. My ex-in-laws were in the death business. They told me a story once about the... They told me a story once about the county attorney whose wife passed away. The family was very wealthy and she had a mouthful of gold fillings. The attorney demanded that my in-laws retrieve the gold from her mouth. This required using a dental drill to drill down her teeth and dig out the gold. My ex-father-in-law complied with the attorney's wishes, but was physically ill about having to do such a needless step to this lady. Ooh. Okay, this one says, from Miss Lucy 13 My dad is a mortician. We actually lived above the funeral home, and my life had been just like my girl. He has been a mortician for over 40 years and has tons of stories. The worst by far is the human soup guy. Apparently, this elderly gentleman passed away while having a bath with the water still running. He was living alone in the house with very little family. I don't remember how long he was in the bath before someone found him. My dad goes to pick up the body and it's human soup. The hot water constantly running and the amount of time caused his body to turn to mush. Oh, that's terrible. He said the smell was the worst he ever smelt. He got back to the office later that day and his boss told him to throw away his suit and he'd buy him another. (laughs) Yeah, I fucking hope so. That's awful. Imagine going to pick that up. Like, walking in on that, that's terrible. Oh, that's so terrible. Somebody commented on that and they said at that point, but what does a mortician do with human soup? Bag it, put it in a casket, call it good? And she said... I'm not sure how he took care of the body. I'll ask him. Maybe cremate what was left. I remember when we lived at the funeral home, running around the parlor and hitting my head pretty good on the corner of the table where they put the caskets. My dad was driving the hearse during a funeral once, and he was was T-boned by another vehicle that ran a red light. He was okay when the cop asked him if he was all right. He said, I'm fine, but not the guy in the back. My dad has an unusual sense of humor, and I guess you kind of need to to do this job. 
That's crazy. Yeah, I guess you would need to because, I mean, that's just it's a lot of negativity and downer all the time. Like, talk about a downer. Talk about a fucking downer. Imagine being a mortician. I just can't. If you're seriously a mortician or know anybody that is, like, write in. Write into the Instagram or to the email and let me know. That's fucking insane. Okay, this one's from Bathe in Sriracha. It says, I work with the dead. And while I was working on one guy at the medical examiner's office, they brought in another guy whose cat had eaten his face clean. Just his face. Nothing else. It was a sort of decaying but still somewhat normal-looking dude with a bright Halloween-looking skull picked clean. Lots of murder victims, gunshots, car accidents, even one train accident. A guy who hung himself in front of his kids with a dog leash, which was still in the bag with his body. High-caliber, self-inflicted gunshot wound to the face with teeth and jaw and bits everywhere and a bunch of gauze stuffed into the remaining hole. Let's not forget the guy in the decomp room who was just a pile of bones, hair, and leathery tissue paired with a bucket of goo. Crazy stuff, but never a dull day for sure. Ugh. Never a dull day, but never a happy day. Like, you could never have a happy day at work working at a fucking funeral home, I feel like. Like, oh my goodness. Okay, this one's from Sweet Oklahoma. It says, sorry for the crap formatting. I'm on my phone. This is not me, but my best friend works in the death business. So since she doesn't have a Reddit account, I'm going to steal her karma because this is my favorite story. She tells me all sorts of lovely things about her job and the recovery she has done, but my favorite involves a gurney and some stairs. To set the scene, a family called in that their mother had passed away in their apartment. Third story, narrow halls and no elevators. Anyways, she goes to pick up the body to take back to the funeral home with an assistant. So they get up on there and lift this woman who is close to 300 pounds onto the gurney and begin their journey down to the van. Mind you, the whole family was there and pretty much in hysterics and the crowd and crowd around as they make their way to the stairs. With family watching, they make it about halfway down the first flight of stairs when the body starts the slide. There's no way to reposition, so my friend, who was at the foot of the gurney, is now about ass level to the freshly deceased. So trying to make the best of the situation, they continue their way down and try not to shift the body anymore. The thing about dead bodies is that gas starts to exit pretty quickly, and I'm sure you know where my story's going. The body started letting out farts straight into my friend's face with every step down that they take and this poor girl has to keep a straight face while getting crop dusted by a dead lady with her whole family watching (laughs) somebody commented on that and said i don't really know if there's a more uncomfortable position to be in that's terrible oh my god i would not see it that's what i'm talking about i wouldn't have been able to handle that that's so awful would have quit that day (laughs) would have been out that day Okay, this one is from Woody1594. It says, Licensed licensed embalmer here. I've worked for large funeral homes and did coroner removals for a decently large city and currently work as a trade embalmer. I've had lots of suicides embalmed. Lots of suicides. Embalmed a four-year-old that a cop blew a stop sign and T-boned their minivan. That one was really sad. But this one was weird. 18-year-old girl hung herself, so I do the embalming like normal, even though it sucked having to do that. Now, the weird part, I get a text from my friends a few hours later saying that another another one of our friends 
fiance's sisters killed herself and if I knew anything about it, which just really sucks because my friend's wedding was in four days. Turns out that the 18-year-old was the sister to the bride, so I have to go to the wedding four days later while everyone is still grieving the loss and keep my mouth shut because I'm the one that embalmed her. This was in a town of about 250,000 people. Oh, yeah, that's tough. Imagine having to go to the wedding after just doing that. Like You just have to keep everything, try to keep everything peaceful because now you're at a wedding. Everyone's still upset. Obviously, that's not a good topic of conversation. Damn. Yeah, that's a tough one. Okay, this one is from Doomlight. It says, oh man, I might be late, but this is good. We picked up a suicide on a major holiday, Thanksgiving or Christmas, I can't remember. Took her back to the funeral home, undressed her, and had to wait for a medical examiner. Family decides to cremate. We had her dressed for a viewing. Everything was normal. Later that day, she was ready to be cremated. I put her in the machine and went back inside. I had to embalm someone else. About an hour in, I heard like five loud pops. The first thing I thought, maybe this was a pacemaker, brain stimulator, something I had missed. I let it finish, swept it into the ashtray, and a fucking small handgun came out. And I've seen all of her. Seriously, where did she have that out? The only spot? Yep. The question is why. It's been 10 plus years and I'm still like, what the fuck? Oh my god. That's fucking insane. She hid that inside her somewhere. That's insane. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, this one's from ArchLaw007. It says, Not a mortician, but in middle school, my friend's dad was. This wasn't a situation about a body, just the mortician himself. He was a single dad, and my friend's sister was going to a school dance, but hadn't put on much makeup before, and she didn't want to be late. So the mortician dad volunteered to do it for her because I put people's makeup on every day. When he finished, she looked in the mirror and freaked out. I look like I'm dead. He just nonchalantly said, what did you expect? I've only ever worked with dead people before and just walked away. I wish there was a picture of it. She looked like a deranged undead clown. (laughs) Somebody commented on it and said her first clue should have been when he had her lay on a drainage table to do her makeup. That is too funny. That's crazy. (gasps) That is so funny. Imagine your fucking mortician dad being like, yeah, I can do your prom makeup. Mm-hmm. Yep. I might make you look a little pale, but it's fine. <laughs> It'll all work out fine. Okay, this one's from Lone Star Mommy. It says it doesn't exactly fit the criteria, but I'm going to tell the story anyway. I come from a smallish town. We have one mortician and everyone knows him. His daughter dated my cousin during this period of time. One year, a different cousin got into a bad car accident right outside the county and died on impact. Of course, they called it in and he was asked to come down to the scene and retrieve the body. He was told the estimated age of the girl, the make of her vehicle, and which direction she was driving on the highway. The age and vehicle make make matched that of his daughter who was visiting her boyfriend at the same time. He couldn't get a hold of his daughter, so he showed up at the scene fully prepared to be picking up his own child. Sadly enough, this scared him so badly that this was the last funeral he ever performed. Eight years later, and he still visits my deceased cousin's parents regularly just to check in. It's clearly stuck with him. Oh, that's crazy. Mm. He literally was like fully mentally prepared to be picking up his own kid. That's so sad. Imagine me the only mortician in a whole town. 
That's a lot of burden, I feel like. Oh, that's so terrible. But anyways, those were the creepy mortician stories that I found on Reddit. I Like I said, I have a couple great Reddit threads saved that I'm just going to get on here and hop on and read and we'll just get them out. But I hope you guys enjoyed those and I'm happy to be back, happy to be chatting with you. We're moving into the holiday season. Halloween is on Monday. Then we have Thanksgiving and Christmas and... Uh, these next couple months are my favorite months of the year and I'm so excited that they're here and football's back on and uh, all the good stuff all the tings all the tings but yeah thank you guys for listening again sorry it's been a couple months I promise I'm just even with my new schedule gonna be more organized I don't know why I couldn't think of the word more organized with my time But yeah, I miss you guys. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you liked those stories. If you have any crazy stories that you'd like me to talk about on here, as always, send them over to the podcast Instagram at Suspect Podcast. You can follow my personal Instagram at Katie, K-A-T-I-E underscore Kennedy, K-E-N-N-E-D-D-Y. Um, I probably post on my personal more than I do the podcast Instagram, but it's fine. Either one you want to follow want to follow both i'd love to have you there um so yeah follow me on socials to keep up with everything going on with the podcast hopefully we'll have some new merch coming out soon like i said i had some great october merch ideas but like i said also it's a fucking crime podcast so we can you know literally do whatever kind of shit we want (laughs) which i guess i'm thankful for so i love you guys thanks for listening stay tuned for the next episode it'll definitely be a case and yeah Happy to be back with you guys. Hope you have a safe Halloween weekend. Call Uber. Call your mom to come pick you up. Don't drink and drive. Be safe. Don't take drinks from strangers. (laughs) Bye, guys. Love you.